The administrative profession holds both routine and unexpected demands throughout each day. Due to each role being unique, much like your thumbprint, there's no manual that makes it black and white or a no-brainer. Having transitioned from the profession myself turned specialized partner, I've been blessed with thousands of one-on-one touch points with admins living this profession each day. Each have shared with me remedies, ideas, and hilarious moments, which could help others transition from, and I air quote, the island in which we feel and see ourselves living to a place of community. Each PS episode, of which I'll let you know, PS stands for permission slip, not postscript. These episodes will deliver thought-provoking moments from much of the wisdom gained through the years to help you navigate your admin world. Let's get to today's topic. Welcome everyone to another PS episode. I'm thrilled to be spending some time with you and sharing thoughts specific to the title of this episode, Don't Ask for a Seat at the Table. Now, I know for many of you, you are hearing from the outside professional community the pressure that you should be asking for a seat at the table. And so I'm fully aware of that. And I just concluded some research and understanding a little bit more about this concept of getting a seat at the table. And truth be told, I've actually been thinking about this for the last year off and on when I have white space in my thoughts, different things pop up and ideas. And I was just on my back patio taking in an amazing bright sunshine. It's about 72 degrees here today. And I just thought, you know, it's time to sit down, put these thoughts to the microphone and into your ears. So thanks for spending some time with me. Having a seat at the table Essentially, the definition is an active role in some group or activity in which one's opinions are heard and one has influence in how decisions are made. I am obviously a huge fan of speaking up. I'm a huge fan of growing your breath of command. I'm a huge fan of elevating in your role. So what I want to do today is break it apart uh, like a Jenga game and let it just fall down and rebuild it with some new ideas. Most of what I'm sharing, yes, is my personal opinion. However, it is backed by five years worth of calls with admins, research, talking to executives, talking to other, you know, individuals who are leaders, supporting other leaders. And there's a lot that is promoting my perspective to help sort of shift and correct and enhance and move forward your perspective on this very important thing, which can also sort of uh, be connected to self-care and just kind of how that's sort of lost its importance because now it's just too vague. So I want to bring some context behind the statement, seat at the table. When we want a seat at the table, it is a desire in the journey of your career, and this is based on the research I just did, and I'll have links in the show notes. You want to be at that table because it makes you look a little bit more important, which is awesome. You obviously are trusted and believe that your uh, contribution and ideas, right, not so much an opinion, but ideas are valuable to the topic at hand that's the meeting. And I think that is fantastic. And I think that we should be in meetings. I think that we should have an expectation set for ourselves where I just want to listen in this meeting. I just want to take notes in this meeting. 
We should also have an expectation, which is mentioned a bit more deeply in episode 53. She goes into great detail about how to start getting involved and having your ideas heard. And if you notice my word choice, I didn't say getting a seat at the table and sharing your opinion. So episode 53, I'll mention that also in the show notes for you guys. Here's the thing. When we sit at the table and we know nothing about the topic, please, dear goodness, do not call on this. So if you have a seat at that table in that meeting and you've been invited and they call out to you to contribute, what do you do? Do you say, oh, I'm just here to listen and take notes? Uh, Notice I said the word just. We are still damaging our contribution. Do you say, uh, I actually uh, don't um, have a lot of context behind what you guys are discussing, but can I get back to you? That's an option. If you are noticing with those two example answers, the individual who was called upon does not have a voice on the topic. Aha, that is the largest thing I want to point out here. Do you have your voice? And I mentioned this in another episode, sorry, don't know which one. It is highly possible it was through Confidence Currency with my girl, Jamie Dander, and I believe her episode is 11. I'll have the correct episode number in the show notes. We talk about you cannot be confident if you don't have fluency on the subject. And so if you guys are looking to get a seat at the table to have an influence and you are still developing your fluency on the topic... You may damage your brand when you don't want to. So here are some ideas. You should be developing your voice first. You should be studying. And when you're studying, you're capturing notes almost as if you're getting ready for a midterm. And with that, you're regularly reviewing it. Now, I know for some of you out there, there's a slight eye roll at my voice and what I'm saying, and you're like, ah. I don't want to go through all that. Can I just get a seat at the table? I want you to have a seat at the table, which essentially is influence, which essentially is the ears that are listening to you are bent because they're listening from a new place because you have great ideas. So again, I'm not trying to say don't get a seat at the table and sit in the corner because I have not said that and I absolutely won't, but I'm going to pivot us here in just a minute with this voice idea for something more powerful. I hope you guys think it's powerful. I do. Do you have fluency on the topic? Maybe you're putting together the annual retreat for the board of directors and you're pulling together accounting and marketing, maybe a chief of staff or someone else who's a contributor to the decisions that are made for that amazing retreat. You obviously have a fluency on talking about that because you're leading that. I'd like to point out that you do have a seat at that table. You have to break it down, and I threw a little visual here. What is step one of moving forward in your career to have fluency on a topic that is easy to learn, digest, and speak to? Once you test that out, which is in episode 53, you then are building confidence within yourself to be able to speak to the fact that I know what we're talking about. So if I am called upon, I can contribute something. And just so you guys know, that something could be, I actually have a lot to mention. Can I book 15 minutes with you to go over it? Because maybe you're running out of time. And that's something that we as administrative individuals are constantly focused on, that clock. Where's that clock? How many minutes are left? Did they ask you at the end, really knowing that there wasn't going to be enough time and you want to still follow up? 
breath of command, follow through, and assurance. Thinking about that level one, do you have the knowledge? Are there other materials previously used in those meetings that you could review to get up to speed? I've often been found telling you guys, especially when I'm doing one-on-ones, study. There's that lifelong learner in you that wants to learn. You are learning when you're reading. I often get uncomfortable when I go to sit down for a book. I'm like, this doesn't feel productive. And then I see all of my tabs and highlights from the previous pages, and I'm like, I've learned something just by sitting and reading. So think about that as it relates to growing your fluency and start easy. Again, number 53 episode. Level two, right? Create these different levels for you to build your fluency on a specific topic so that if you wanted to say, hey, I've been watching all those emails, I've listened in on those two calls that you weren't able to, I would like to participate in this meeting. I don't really have a lot to contribute, so please don't call on me, but I want to listen because I want to grow my fluency on the topic of this merger and acquisition, whatever the case may be. I can understand that once you start going to a lot of meetings, you lose desk time and you get behind. So be very thoughtful about how often you want to, air quotes, have a seat at the table. I'm going to flip this now, and I'm going to tell you what is really important to me as I've thought about this and thought about this and finally decided to sit here in front of the microphone. If your executive has a business coach or they're in YPO or some of these other larger peer groups, they sit in these meetings and they you know, have a lot of candor, they talk about their issues, they problem solve together. There's also the ability that the facilitator of those meetings runs with your executive a one-on-one discussion. Do you think that that one-on-one discussion is more powerful by center of influence than the group discussion? I think it is to a degree. And here's what I mean. When your executive is in a meeting and they've come back from the meeting and you've been building a strong level of trust, rapport, confidence, breath of command, positively challenging them, and you say, how was that meeting? And they say to you, it was really tough. If you have the place to ask, what can I help with? And they communicate to you the issues that they had in that meeting. Your influence is so much more powerful than if you were in that meeting sitting at that table. So I I bring that up here because like a business coach who has regular meetings with an executive that influence in that one-on-one might be more powerful than the influence or the 50% contribution if if that person had a seat at the table versus that undivided one-on-one time. So if you're looking for a seat at the table, I want to encourage you to think about what that looks like for you, right? Don't use the universal statement, I want a seat at the table, if there's no roadmap on how you get there, really starting in those levels, as I mentioned. Education, context, fluency is key. And then the next thing, kind of challenge yourself to say, do I really want to sit in that meeting for an hour? (laughs) You may not. However, your one-on-one influence to that executive post that meeting could be even more powerful than sitting in that room. And I want you guys to realize that that one-on-one is amazing. 
And I distinctly remember many instances where I did not sit in a meeting. I had too much to do. And I said, we'll debrief after. He'd come back in, he'd close his door, and we would talk about it. And I said, for me, even though I wasn't in there, this is what I'm hearing. And we unpacked it together. And we came to a different decision or multiple options together, one-on-one. I personally think that that is another level of excitement as it relates to ultimately what this whole thing is. Having influence, being able to contribute, kind of going back to the top, an active role in some group or activity in which one's opinions are heard and what has influence and how decisions are made. And that's why it is so powerful if there's an issue, you show up with two to three options as the corrections. That is where you build trust that one, you got new resource, you have intellectual curiosity. So a couple things are unpacked here. I will have two articles linked, one in specific that was a LinkedIn article that was from 2016. Don't confuse having a seat with having a voice. Ugh. I want to reach out to the woman that wrote this because that was so powerful and so important. And when I said that, saw that first for the research before coming to the mic, I was like, okay, today's the perfect day to do this. So divine timing, finding your voice, having that single ear of influence with your executive or other team members might be more powerful for you and your brand. Thanks for listening, guys. I always enjoy spending some time with you and I hope this gave you some new thoughts. Have a great day. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your time with me and allowing me the opportunity to inspire you. My intention with the PS episodes are to help you stay energized about your profession and continue to love it. Have a great day.